G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. The legend, the one and only Matthew Red just walked into the studio. He's looking sharp as anything in his huffer jacket, little huffer jacket, and he's looking very, very dapper, I must say. As there he is, Matthew Ridge, give me a big thumbs up. If you've got any questions for Reggie, give us a text, double eight, double three, and we'll pose those to him. It's a big hour ahead. A question coming through. Watching Stacey Jones was like watching pure beauty on the footy field. It truly was. Those were the days. That is from an unknown message on the Temper Bed Post text machine, double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Who is going to win the NRL? We've got a good message here. Good call up the Broncos, Kempe. Great addition to the Landers, Chris Boyd. But Louie, 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 Louie. Yeah, Daggy. What an honour. Oh, what an honour. He's, oh. he, what, what, <laughs> what a load of shit. What, 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 <laughs> what an honour, Daggy. You're sort of looking sharp. Yeah. And I'm not talking about Kempe for once. can't see it now. He's out of the camera view. Uh, <laughs> No, nah, it's been. This is Kim. This has been a long time coming. I remember back back early doors. He said, "We got to get Reggie in one morning, mate. You got to get Rid- we got to get Reggie in one morning, uh, mate." Hundred percent. And yeah. the time has come. Yeah, no. We look. We we stay in touch. You know, to go back a long way, and I'll tell my boys a few stories about Reggie when I first met you, mate. You know, like that, yeah. that Kiwi. You can you can tell him what was that like when we first met. Oh, Kimby, you used to give me a lot of stick. Remember, it was when we met at the airport. Yeah, and you've. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember working so I'd only played a couple of games or three or four games for, for Manly and I got selected for the Kiwis and I turned up the airport and there was Kimpy standing there and he just <laughs> I was like I knew he was. I was like, Hey mate, and he just looked me up and down like I was just a dirty piece of nothing. <laughs> like, what are you doing here, mate? You just you, you're just an insult. <laughs> I was like, uh, so it, it took me a while to win him over, but I won him over eventually. Yeah, mate. Oh, I remember those days. Um, what are you up to these days, man? Oh, geez. Uh, well, I'm about to move to move to France with my family. So, um, yeah, I was just, you know, we're obviously my son's running our businesses now, and we've been running car washes for a while and, and digital signage and a few bits and pieces. But um, yeah, he's taking over that, and I'm off to uh, you know to experience the culture in France. And uh, my wife is a French-speaking uh, native, so. So it sh- shouldn't be too hard in terms of um, making the adjustment, although a bit, bit of a cultural shock for me, but I, I'm really looking forward to it. I want my, my two youngest children who I, I have with Chloe to learn to speak French and uh, understand the ways of the French. So, yeah. What's that? Oh, Richie. Oh, g'day, mate. Is he? Yeah, how are you, brother? Good, I'm bro. down here in Christchurch, mate. I'm one lucky one down here. Nice. Slaving away in this cold. Mate, I'm just forging my uh, TV career. You know, I'm trying to be a bit of a TV personality, a bit like yourself, mate. Got any, got any tips for me going forward? You know, some stories. I'm just, I'm trying to have a little, you know, like a Mark Ellis, Matthew Ridge duo. Me and Stephen Donald the Beaver are trying yeah. to forge our own little TV career. Yeah, but you guys are a bit old, aren't you, to be sort of doing something like that? <laughs> Thirty-four, Richie. Come on. No, you're old. Man. Surely, surely, surely. I'm thirty-four. No, bro. you can't be running around acting like a clown at forty odd or something like that. How old is he? <laughs> he's thirty-four. Oh, you're thirty-four. Okay, mate. Oh no, you're young enough. You're young enough. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Beaver's forty. 
Beaver's Sorry. 40, but I'm nah. 34. Hey, look, the, the thing is, is just get in and get amongst it and have some fun. We we, we just liked it, really. Um, I remember Julie Christie came to me and Macca way back in the day. The day and asked us to do a little segment on Anset New Zealand Time of Your Life, I think it was, and and uh, it kicked on from there. And then we ended up doing the, obviously Game of Two Halves, and, and that became a bit of a cult sort of show. And then we ended up getting our own sort of gig. And it, it just it, we didn't really plan it; it just happened. And I, I think if you've got the chemistry, Mister Dag, mm. you know you've you've got to have the chemistry between you and your mates. And you know, and it just we were we were just lucky. It was timing and. I guess New Zealand was ready for it. And, you know, now I look back on it and, you know, 9.30 at night on Channel 1 and, you know, we were just swearing <laughs> like troopers and, you know, there was the C words flying around, the F words. It was real bad, eh? Like, and, you know, like I still get a lot of stick. And I did a TV show um, not long ago. It's a, a housing show about architecture, which was really cool. And, and one of the, the the critics was he couldn't let go of the fact that <laughs> that they'd employed me to do this job, <laughs> and he was so dirty. Eh? It didn't matter that I was reasonably good at it, but he was just so filthy that you know he couldn't let go of the fact that I used to swear and you know like I still do swear, but um you know it's just a tosser. But anyway, there's a lot of those. There's a lot of them out there, Reggie, mate. There's oh, a lot there's a lot there of there haters. They get eh? a bit of jealousy. Yeah, yeah it's mate. it's funny. But you know what? It's water off the duck's back, I reckon. You just, as long as you're respectful to people and, you know, you treat people the way you want to be treated, which, you know, I possibly didn't when I was uh, a younger lad. I was pretty abrasive and all that sort of stuff. But you learn as you get older that, you know, you don't get anywhere in life without being respectful and, and mm. um, you know, treating everybody like you'd like to be treated. Yeah, mate. That's, <coughs> I guess that's why me and you got on so well because we we're pretty, pretty similar. You didn't have much of a filter. Um, Excuse me, mate. You've been watching. You've been watching what's going on. What's your take on the manly thing? Look, what an absolute disaster! Um, for, for everyone concerned, you know, for the guys that have decided that they want to pull out, I, I, you know, like for me, I think religion is dogma, and you know, like it's a book that was written three thousand or five thousand. I don't know how many years ago it was, but I, I'm pretty sure Jesus Christ wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have said, you know, like now, you know, if he, if he was born today, he wouldn't say, "Hey, those people are bad." Because mm. there's nothing mm. wrong with them. They've mm. just got their own, you know, they're, they're, it's their own lives. and It's 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 how they're wired, you know, like how, how we can treat them any differently is just, to me, is disgusting. And, and anybody, we're all, mm. whether we're white, black, yellow, green, we're all the same. We're all the same. Mm. And nobody's any different. It doesn't matter who you sleep with at night, you know, as long as I go back to it, you're respectful. So I, I, I think mm. Manly's handled it really poorly. They didn't really think about it. But I think those young men have really put themselves in it. A pretty sticky spot, to be mm. honest. You know, there's a lot of people out there that, um, you know, forget about the LGBT community. There's a, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, that just will think that that's, you know, they're bigots. Mm. And I, I think they're bigots, to be honest. Yeah. Hey, and, and what about, mate, Ian Roberts? You played with Ian Roberts. Um, <coughs> you got any, got any stories about Ian Roberts? Like, I'd, I'd tell the boys, mate, like, he's one of the toughest blokes I've ever played against. Oh, your chimp was as hard as nails, but geez, he was a pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> oh, he's always combing his hair and just like he just, he was, it's a bit of a Nancy pants. But the thing with um, Chimpy, right, you know, a, re a reasonably good bloke, but I, I had a bit of a bone to pick with him because my, my mum was gay. And so when I got over there, um, you know, I, I'd sort of not, not hung out in the gay community, but I, I, I could pick somebody if they were, you know, if they were straight or gay. It would just, you know, it just came to me because, you know, that's how I was raised. You know, I was around a lot of those sorts of people. And uh, thank you very much. And um, 
when I got there, I was like, after three or four weeks, I, I said to him, I said, oh, mate, are you, um, are you, you know, you've got this little guy that you bring to training all the time. Shane was his name. And Shane, I, yeah. yeah. And I was like, mate, are you, um, and he was like, yeah, mate, yeah. Yeah, but um, I, I didn't actually say it, you know, and, I, and, and he was like, yeah, yeah, I am, mate. He said, how do you know? I said, well, oh, you don't have to be a rocket scientist, you know. <laughs> and, you know, I told him my story. And then anyway, like, and I, I thought we'd had a really good relationship, Ian and I, and <clears throat> I, I came back to Auckland. And then he wrote a book. And in his book, he said the only pro- person that had a problem with him being gay was me. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Are you like, <laughs> are you serious? Like... I was so weird. I was like, I, I never got the chance to talk to him about it. I was like, mate, that's just, he was so up, so far off the mark. I don't know. So that's why I think he's a bit of a fruity. He, he tends to read people the wrong way. And I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> could yeah. play. Could play. Oh, I could play, could hit. You know, like he was tough as nails and, you know, like a real good looking rooster. And, you know, I, you know, I, I love being around him. He was good fun. He was a laugh. You know, like a, he was a good dude. Yeah, and what about um, mate? We're going to talk a little bit too about the Warriors. What do you? I want to. I want to really pick your brains on that because uh, you got me to the Warriors in yep. two thousand. You know, you mm. phoned me when I was at the Mel- Melbourne Cup and said, "Hey, mate, why don't you think of coming in and giving us a hand at the Warriors?" Mm. And and you've seen it all unfold over the last twenty two years. Mm. What's your current take on the situation there? Oh, look. You know, like it, it starts at the top. So you know, whoever the owner is or whatever, like he's just he's he's got the wrong CEO in there. Um, and not, look, I I think if you're going to do anything, you have to put a broom through the that whole place. And that starts at the top. That starts with the coach. It's just get rid of everybody. That's what I would do. I would just start again. That's what we did. Mm. And you go and you chase the best available coach. And you don't get somebody that's been around for ages that you know hasn't won a premiership that doesn't know how to win a premiership. Or you get a young up and coming coach who's you know who's won premierships in lower grades and that sort of stuff. And that's what we did with Daniel. You know, yeah. um, <clears throat> but you have to put a broom through the place. You can't. It's like the All Blacks. You, you can't keep little segments of their team. You have to get rid of everybody. You've got to start again. Mm. And and that's 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 what I I think that that's what I would do. There's just no way that they can go forward and keep making little changes. And 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 it starts with all the guys that have been there for ten years or twelve years or thirteen years. It, it's it's a joke. Like there's just you can't mm. keep those guys there. They've had their time. They haven't been able to do it. Get rid of them. It's it's not a you know I know it's 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 a, people's livelihoods and stuff. But you're there to win a premiership. You're not there to stuff around. <clears throat> mm. What what about the current uh, situation with the ABs, mate? You're obviously alluding to what's going on there. Mm. Have you been following that that, that news much, Richie? Yeah, oh, well, it's hard not to follow it. But look, mm. he's a dead man walking, so I just don't understand why they're just sticking around. You know, like how how you can go and like if I'm if I'm what, what razor what what's um I've just forgotten his first name. Yeah, I've got Scott. 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 You know, how can you take a guy like that, um, just completely just brush him aside and then go and pick his uh, one of his team and take one of his team and put his team and become an integral part of the like it, that is the biggest slap in the face uh, you know like why not just put a broom through the place why not just do it and go see ya <clears throat> you guys mate we've just had we've played terribly we're going out to play the Springboks we're going to get our asses kicked and e- even if we somehow manage to win it's just papering over stuff mm. you know like hey you've got time for this guy to come in or whoever it is whether it's 
Razor Robinson or it's somebody else. You've got time to bring a, a new team in and clean the joint out and start again and give them some fresh ideas, give them some fresh impetus. You know, like, when's the World Cup? It's next year, for God's sake. It's a long way away. It's not, you know, all this stuff about, oh, we need to plan, we need to do this, we need to do that. You're chasing a bit of leather around a footy field. It's not rocket scientists, guys. You've just got to get these guys tuned in to whoever's leading them. And they're not tuned in to whoever's leading them, I can tell you. It's what, obvious. What do you think? Hey, Richie, Richie <coughs> get, us a broom, get a broom, mate. You're in the office. There's a little... Uh, <laughs> they're, just the, they're just down the corner. NZR's oh, over there, brother. Oh, oh, the they're down there. Right? Literally, literally oh, 50 metres around that corner. Oh, seriously, well, it's like, honestly. I, I, I mean, do, do you guys agree? I just, I just don't think you can tinker around. You can't, like... You can't tinker around, but not with a sporting team. You just have to have a fresh voice and clean it out. Yeah, I think to put it in a context, people need to, to sort of understand. You've been there and done that. You've got the uh, the Warriors. The, I remember the first person, you'd hired Daniel, mm. and the other person that was in the club was the, secret, uh, the secretary, Paddy, who was on the front desk answering the phone because there was no one else in the joint. No, yeah. And you'd actually put I've, a broom I've, through the joint the whole place there yeah. wasn't there was only one person left what do you, you think, know, the what only, do you think the only that people... stops people what do you think it's what <clears> stops <throat> them from doing that I, I don't know but i i see the thing with the the thing about that is you don't have anybody that's in that organization from the past trying to snipe and you know like you know trying to bring you down or it's just like hey you guys sorry boom you're gone right and then your new team comes in, you don't have to deal with any of those past issues and all that drama and just all this other stuff. You've got your team that you've selected. You know where you're going together. You know what you're trying to achieve. You're not having to put out any bushfires or there's any aggro from somebody else. Or You know, it's just it's just a, a clean sweep. And just, mm. <clears throat> you know, it's like when you go, if you buy a company, a lot of people just go in and just clean it out because they want a new culture. And you know, with this this word about culture and all that sort of stuff, well, it's it's it is quite key, you know. So, if you want to change your culture, you have to broom it. You can't get somebody else who's been involved in another you know dynamic to all of a sudden change the way you're thinking. And even if they do, you've got to put all that energy into it. You don't want to be putting energy into people like that. You just want to get on with your job, and everybody be going in the same direction. And that just means a new team. Mm. You know. 19 minutes past 8 a.m. this morning, Thursday, 28th. Uh, Ridgie in studio and spinning some facts, some good messages here through. Ridgie is a legend, grew up watching Game of Two Halves with him and Mac are traveling the world, causing an absolute ruckus. So refreshing to hear him spilling truths and being himself on air again. Ridgie has been great for my mental health. Every time I watch the Game of Two Halves clip about what Sally thinks of his hair, <laughs> I, I piss myself. That is probably the most iconic clip that goes around the internet these days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it haunts you to this day 20 minutes past 8 there's some good messages here on double eight, double three. we'll put to him after this if you've got any more send them through right now here with Kim's Warehouse great savings every day 25 minutes past 8 no surprises Reggie got us an absolute stitches in the commercials there uh, double eight, double three. Kurt's come through Reggie and said morning lads quick question can you talk us through the place kick for touch on penalties oh. why and what was the theory behind it and will we ever see it again oh shit I hope not um, now what, what happened was Bozo came to me and he was like oh mate I want you to chew off some more ground when you're you know kicking for thing I was like oh mate I just I didn't want to take any risks you know like it looks real flash when you punt the ball down the field but if you if you miss touch, yeah, like it doesn't matter it. if you've kicked it forty yards. But if you miss touch, you've given the ball back. So and then he said, "Oh look, 
what about place kicking? And I said, yeah, you could maybe chew off. But it wasn't anything that I practiced, and he wanted me to practice it and shit. And then after a while, he said, maybe we'll give that a miss. I was like, thank you. Can I just kick it out 10 metres? And he's like, yeah, you can do whatever you like. So that's what we did. I said, hey, we've won a premiership, Bose. It's going all right, isn't it? (laughs) You know, we're going okay, buddy. Hey, mate, we're we're just talking in the break there, Izzy, about, you know, (laughs) <laughs> some of the some of the roles, the seats on the bus at the clubs, and that I remember. I remember when I when Richie got me into the club, and mate, I, I'd just come out of playing, and I'd been coaching up in Wakefield, and Posty had given Richie a call, said, "Oh, Kempy's going all right, you know, give him a, give him a call," and he did that, and uh, thank him for that, you know, changed my life. Um, but I remember one day, I remember Doc Doc was at the pool swimming and kept pulling his pants down in front of the camera. Remember who, that? Who, uh, the, um, Jason Beef. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I was assistant coach. And so <laughs> I was also the trainer because we never had trainers. You know, I was just like, just make them fit. So you go, right, I know how to make them fit. You're going to get flogged. So yeah. I used to flog him, you know, and he'd come to training. It was a Monday and he'd come in and he was really hungover. That's right. And he kept pulling his pants down, you yeah. know, and, and, and giving brown eyes to the cameras, the TV cameras. And I thought, you know, I was sort of half thinking, I was in my player's Mode going, actually, that's quite funny. Yeah. And then I had my, my coach's hat on, and I was like, mate, stop doing that. And then yeah. I was laughing, and I stopped doing that anyway. So I go home. Yeah, it gets on the news. I get a phone call from Richie. He probably doesn't remember. And he goes, mate, can you come around to my place? And I went, yep. I sort of knew that tone, you know, because we were talking to each other like that before. I sort of went, oh, no, I'm in trouble. Like, I'm in the mate. I'm in trouble, my mate. I get around there, and we're having a, having a bite to eat, and he goes, Mate, it's time you need to decide whether you want to be a coach or a player. And just like that, and I got it. Mm. I got it. He said, that thing that happened to Jason Deeth today, it, it, it really hurt the club. Mm. You need to be a coach. He can't do that again. Mm. You need to go away. You need to come back to me tomorrow and tell me, do you want to be a coach or do you want to be a player? And I just, you know, you're talking about that now, like mm. the recruitment people, for instance. I always Ooh. go on about recruitment here. What's your, what's your take on it? <clears throat> well, look... <clears throat> The, the the recruitment falls down to one person. That's the coach. So, for me, you don't need a big recruitment guy. Like you know, these guys that have the pathway that choose all the pathway. In my day, like I, I we've still got twenty four hours in the day. You know, like people go and say, "Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so this. I'm so that's a load of crap." The coach leads the club in the, on the football side of things, so he should be in charge of recruitment. Full stop. I don't get this. We've got a recruitment manager who's on a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, blah, blah, blah. What a load of bollocks. It's just another like, hey, let's go and have a meeting with the recruitment manager. You know, like when we were doing it, we'd just go to Daniel and go, okay, Dan, who do you want? And he'd go, I want this, this, this and this. And we'd go, okay. And he, he gave us targets and we went out and we targeted those people. That was it. It was his decision. He ran the football side of the operation, him and him alone, and we just provided the support to make sure that we got the you know the people that he needed or as best we could, you know? And in the end, uh, uh, if you come to the end of the season and you do a review, there's, there's no pussy putting around saying, oh, well, he got me this guy and they got me that. It's like, hey, mate, you were in charge of that department. It's on you. Mm. You know, and so it was so easy. There's not there's not all these layers of people between everybody, and you have a meeting and then do an email and do all this so, kind of so crap. So, Richie, how, how do we get the Warriors back to that, mate? <clears throat> the CEO and the owner pretty much taking ownership, and well, Andrew Webster's going to have no chance at the current state. So, how do we get back to that? Is Andrew Webster the coach? <laughs> <laughs> no, but is he? Yes. Okay. 
and now he's a young guy, is he? Sorry, I'm not being a dickhead, but um, I, I just that, that just came to me then. So, well, hopefully Andrew Webster has got the run of the place. Um, maybe he's a little bit young, but he needs somebody. He needs people around him. Like Daniel had me, Mick, you, right, and we all discuss things, but we all had our. You know, we all had our role to play. Like, I stepped back. I was, wasn't in the public eye or anything like that. But when decisions would um, had to be made and tough decisions, I made those decisions, right? Mm. And you guys, live, we lived and died by those decisions. If you had to make a decision, a football decision, you made the football decisions and then we just put them into place. And that's the sort of structure you need. You don't need a whole heap of people around. It just, it just mm. clutters things and it clutters thought. And you, you just have – there's got to be a hierarchy, right? And I, I reckon – that the coach is the leader of the club. Mate, have they, has anyone at the Warriors since, sorry, sorry, has anyone at the Warriors since phoned you for to sit down in a chat? Nah. See, that, that, see, that part really gets me. Like, mm. they've had success before. Mm. They, there are really good people around, but no one wants to phone you for a chat. No one's done that. <clears throat> no, but you know what? I like, it doesn't worry me. I like, I, I'm... I'm super happy doing what I'm what I'm doing, and my life's been amazing, right? And I had a wonderful ride playing rugby league, playing, and I had a wonderful ride playing rugby. I had a wonderful ride, like being involved with a club and being a part owner of a club, even if it was only for a couple of years. I think it was actually only a year, and we turned that place around within 100%. a year. Within a year, mm. you know, we were going nowhere fast. And I, I tell you, the other thing about that is that you have to be completely honest. Like when I was playing. I always felt like the coaches at the time weren't being honest with the players. You know, you, you were sitting in the you'd sitting in the team room, and you can see on the video who's missed the friggin' tackle. You can see who's made the mistake. You can see all that stuff. It's there in black and flipping white, and they would just paper over it or not talk about it. And I'd be like, "How the hell, man? Are we gonna get anywhere if you don't go? Hey, mate, oh, oh, Stacy." <laughs> You missed a tackle. And, oh, hey, mate, well, you didn't push up on the inside and that's why they dropped off and they got through the gap and blah, blah, blah. You know, oh, no, we can't do that because, you know, like, oh, we don't want to hurt people's feelings. I'm like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you know, so, so, oh, man, it was just nev. So, so they push your foot around, right? You've just got to be, it's, it's got to be black and white. It's oh, black and white, mate. It's, it's, we've got so many texts. So thank you for texting. We can't read them all. So, people saying how refreshing to hear Reggie back oh, we, we do have to kick on with the rest of the show mate but before we let you go you got a piece of wisdom you're off to France in the mm. next chapter of your life you want to leave us with something she's oh, a nice I, I tell you what a, <clears throat> what's a really good thing to do is, is it sounds corny and stuff it is just be nice to people <clears throat> and don't take yourself so seriously you know, everybody takes themselves super seriously these days. It, it, it's, it doesn't take yeah, a lot yeah, to walk past people and smile and say, G'day, how your day's been, and, and all that sort of stuff. It's actually, it's, when you do that, that's really good for your mental health. Because when you smile at people, like even strangers, they just smile back, and you get a little bit of a tingle. And away you go. And that's what I do. It's so good. It's like a little drug. Like, hey. Love the tingle. <laughs> every, time, every time I think about you, I get that tingle. Mate, I just want to say, man, I love you. Love you like a brother. Yeah, me too. Um, you've been, you've been great over the years, and we've always stayed in touch. Um, yeah, brother. Have, yeah, a, good no, it's been have, awesome. a, good, have a good time no, up in it, France. And, Thanks, Reggie. Uh, I look forward, I look hey, forward mate, to catching up Good luck. 
Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Kimby. Hey, good luck with your um, TV career, bro. I, I look forward to it. <laughs> 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 All right. I see you guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks good as you too, mate. I'll be happy. There you <laughs> go. Matthew, Regizzi and Kimby for breakfast. Here's Aroha the News for Kubota. Together with shaping and building New Zealand. Here through to nine. Stay with us. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at rep. Coservice.com.